Join Edwin Frondozo on the Business Leadership Podcast every week for a unique program featuring insights and actionable items from the world's most successful business leaders. Hear firsthand the exclusive interviews and personal journeys on how today's transformational leaders made it to the top. Sometimes someone on my team will tell me it's impossible to do something and I go in and I try to do it. And if it's impossible, then it's impossible. But, you know, I might find a a creative way to, to help them bridge the gap. I can't actually implement it because that's their skill set, but it really does um, teach me more about what they do and also uh, allows for that good discourse in, in problem solving. This is the Business Leadership Podcast and I'm your host, Edwin Randozo. Thank you for joining me today. I hope you are in good spirits and health. This is the first episode since the COVID-19 was announced as a global pandemic. And quite frankly, the world has changed day by day. In this episode, you will hear the conversation I had with Sophia Raffolo, the founder and CEO of Fembot, which is an online women's business directory, community, and an education hub that's meaningfully connecting and inspiring women, giving entrepreneurs the tools required to grow their business. Sophia and I recorded our conversation for the COVID-19 became a pandemic. So we thought it would be a good idea to jump on a call before producing this episode to check in on one another, see what has changed and how we are moving forward and leading our communities properly. We recorded it and we thought it would be useful for everyone to hear. You, like me, were a support system for people. And so I think it's a combination of showing our own vulnerability and, and explaining like that this is the panic I had, you know, I ran to the store and got water. Like, I didn't know what to do and I didn't want to be without water. Um, obviously, you know, everybody's announced that there will continue to be water. Grocery stores will continue to be open. Yeah. But at, at that moment and that panic, when you have somebody that can help you as a support system or as an accountability partner and um, the, the panic subsides because if all you're doing is reading the Twitter feeds all day, Oh my gosh, you're going to panic. <laughs> I, I think I was doing that the first couple of days when, uh, um, when Trump announced and then everything was coming through. It all started with me, honestly, Sophia, which is kind of funny is when, is when uh, Adam Silver, the commissioner of NBA canceled the rest of the NBA season, like literally for the next 24 hours, I like my world was falling apart. Like I didn't know what was happening anymore. Right. (laughs) I I totally agree. That was a pivotal moment because, um, you know, the NCAA, the NBA, it, it's a real shock to our system. And it's actually something that we rely on for a sense of community with people that we may not interact with otherwise for other reasons. Yeah, no, hundred percent. And, uh, I mean, yeah. So it was like, for me, there was a lot of like reflection, journaling and, and, and prayer even for myself, right? Because I've never gone through this and anyone who's listening probably hasn't gone through something like this ever. Right. Um, anyways, but 
it's yeah, it's been we challenging. Need to talk, we need to certainly yeah. talk about like all the really interesting things that are happening. Um, but the reality is, people have to keep their businesses going. They mm-hmm. can't be watching the news all day. Yeah. So I. I, I wanted to put it there, and, and I know you wrote the article on LinkedIn, and we'll share it on the show notes as well, Sophia. But for yourself personally, I mean, as us, I always understand showing up and, and being leader, but we are we all have issues as well, or we all go through these uh, uh, roller coasters of emotions. Um, so what are you doing that is allowing you right now? And obviously, it may not be 100%, but what are the, some of the things or the habits that you've kept over the last week right now that that's really helped you? Yeah. You know, I think one of the things is not canceling. That's really helped. Um, obviously not face to face, but mm-hmm. trying to work with everyone to keep the routine going. So my day starts, I, I, I work, I have a list. It's not any different than the list I had before. Um, <clears throat> and really just trying to be diligent about that. But I have relied on my community to help me. I've posted a few times, I think, um, about how I find this whole thing to be quite scary. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure what, what news sources to believe. Yeah. And- <laughs> oh my gosh. I mean, I, somebody said, well, you know, we were going to go under lockdown. And so I call my mom. I'm like, go get water now. Right. Um, she's like, no, we don't even have really any cases here in Tennessee. So it, it is very different from place to place. And so that was a that was something that helped me understand that we're all actually going through it and feeling it a little bit differently. Um, and I've had a lot of people that. I, I communicate with people all day and in, de- in direct messaging mm-hmm. um, on the social. And, you know, I always ask them how they're doing. They ask me and I tell them, I tell them, you know, this is hard for me. It's been, it's been scary. It's a, you know, we've had to pivot a lot. Yeah. And, <laughs> and be, you know, one of the things that, that we thought about long and hard too is what what does our monthly message look like that's going out later today and i went to write the message and then a day passed and more happened and um and i struggled with my my message to my my community um Mm. and then decided to be really honest about that yeah in this time i i don't i don't know what to say so let's just talk about it yeah, way. I mean it's uh <laughs> it's it's trying times. It's it's trying times, but I think I think you're you're showing an example um of what to do, right? Um and, and to and to show up still, right? Mm-hmm. And 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 to to admit that we don't know what's gonna be tomorrow, especially it's so crazy, especially, you know, tomorrow what's happening and and and, and where, where everything is going. I, I wanted to ask you because Fembot was started as a digital community originally, right? And now you had more events. So like, how are you looking? I know it might change when this airs, but how are you pivoting when it's coming to these events? Because the last big su- successful event was right before this all happened. Yeah, it, it taught us a lot in terms of we're digital, 
but we have room to grow on the digital side. And mm-hmm. I may have mentioned this, that we are in the process of starting to apply for grants um, to get more capabilities out to our members. And it's not just about, you know, we didn't, this didn't trigger why we wanted more digital capabilities. It's another reason, though, that we think that we're a really good candidate for grant funding is because what we do is we bring access to people. So people might not have access because of transportation or childcare or family care or community restrictions or pandemic. Um, you know, ne- never really thought I'd add the word pandemic to the list of reasons yes. we should be supported <laughs> <laughs> financially. But it really does, uh, We what we've created is access. And, and access really is remote access, if you think about it, because in-person access is fairly limited to where you are at that given moment. Um, And it's ongoing access. And so that's really something that this is showing us is Mm -hmm. that was something that we needed. People are struggling with it and they're coming to us for advice on how to give their communities access. And we're asking them right back, what's worked for you? What hasn't worked for you? Because we, we want to continue to evolve. It's it's not like you said. It's not like um, a pivot, but it's it's almost like a refocus on what you guys were really doing well too, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, um, and and obviously, any digital product wants to go or or community wants to go to in in person, but this sounds like it didn't fully affect your business like some other, I guess, people in your community at this point, right? Yeah, you know, the only thing that, and you're totally right about that, Edwin, it's um, we're able to keep moving forward. Where we struggle is that obviously we get our largest sponsorships are from big companies who are frozen at the moment. Yeah. Their, their liquidity is, is frozen and they don't have as great of an ability to be agile because they're big. They're dealing with, you know, 10, 20, 30, 40,000 uh, employees. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they can't say, okay, we're going live tomorrow, right? <laughs> they might be able to, but it, it's just a lot harder for them. So because that's where our bigger dollars are, you know, we're thinking about like how, you know, what's the best way to help them feel supported and feel like, you know, when, when things uh, unfreeze, why they should keep talking to us. And and actually we've had those conversations already with some of our fortune 500 uh, sponsor um, sponsor pipelines and even, uh, even existing sponsors because Mm -hmm. things will free up and they don't want to then all of a sudden not have access to an event or a booth because we've already filled it up with the folks who could move faster. And now that you got the quick update of Sophie and I, Fembot was launched in 2018 and already has a digital presence in over three continents and 10 countries with community hubs in Toronto, Chicago, and Tel Aviv. Through Fembot, Sophia builds bridges offering real advice 
where there are gaps and she prides herself on connecting people with the resources and networks needed to launch and scale businesses. In today's episode, Sophia shares some tips on how she's let her team fail or fall down and let them become stronger. She also shares personal experiences and adjusting to the world of entrepreneurship. And lastly, she talks about the reason that pushed her to her passion right now. This episode is sponsored by Workplay Digital, a female-led Canadian business, a small but mighty team leading digital marketing practitioners. They really believe in their clients and work as their partners to achieve their goals. Go to WorkplayDigital.com to learn more. And with that, here we go. I'm Sophia, the CEO and co-founder of FemBot, and FemBot's the French word for woman, and B-O-U-G-H-T, as in I bought from a woman, which uh, we were very proud to come up with that name. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> we are. Um, and I know we'll get into a little bit more of what FemBot is, but in my spare time, I like to ski. That's a, that's a little bit of a passion to get me outdoors, uh, which I don't do enough of. Let's get into it. And it's, and it's an interesting story in business as well. So why don't you tell us about FemBot more, more detail. Tell us maybe sort of, I know you're the CEO founder, uh, but tell us what you're, you know, what you're currently responsible for. And, and maybe if you can, what you're trying to hope for this, uh, for the, over the next six to 12 months, maybe some of our listeners can either help out as well. Oh, we would love that. We would love that. We have big goals, big dreams, and we're, we're taking, taking charge. <laughs> but so Femba, at Femba, we connect women-led businesses and, and women-led communities to clients, investors, and industry experts who support them. And, and so that, that's not a small task, of course. No but, way. It, it's it's fun, and you have to be able to have connections with the clients, investors, industry experts, and, and all of the people who are interested in, in supporting women entrepreneurs succeed and grow, help close the pay gap and the funding gap without it feeling forced. And mm-hmm. there's a lot of you know, there's a lot of diversity and inclusion initiatives out there, and we just really didn't see them moving at the pace of innovation. And Mm. so we went out and we built a a public global women's directory to get the names of women businesses out there and have people spend their dollars on women individually or, you know, as a corporation or a business. And, And we're predominantly business to business, but there's plenty of lifestyle businesses on there that are being used. Um, by our 10,000 community members. Wow. Yeah, right? (laughs) (laughs) We have over 600 women on the directory. They interface with one another. We connect them and make introductions. Some of the businesses on our directory are investors, VC funds, um, it, which is exciting because it really is coming full circle. It's every industry, every geography, any size and stage of business, which we found actually helps people make connections better. Because if everybody is in tech 
and they're just talking tech, they may not get hired. But if you're right, right, yeah, (laughs) it's fun. And, and, you know, if everybody's the same, you're not really kind of developing or expanding your network, um, which I I would love to talk about networks a, a little bit. Um, okay. When we, get, when we get to some of the later questions, but, um, and then the other thing that we do is we do education, and big hundred person events uh, where we talk. We bring in founders, investors, and industry experts to talk about how do you get funding the right way, and how do you build and scale a business sustainably. And not just sustainable businesses, you know, in terms of the current ecological, uh, eco-friendly way, but also for long-term healthy growth. And so that that's been a really fun time because we've uh, educated over 500 women in in a year, and next year our plan is to educate about. 3,000 women. Wow. Question for you. I mean, and I think you mentioned it real quickly because I work with a lot of entrepreneurships and and different ecosystems across Canada. Where did you, in understanding there's a lot of women initiatives out there, but like what was the reason? What what was the spark that got you to like, you know what, I'm going to do this right now. Like what, what, what was the one that got you over the cliff there? Yeah, it it started with, I, I had a, Great job in, in a, at a global financial institution. I had discretionary and non-discretionary dollars to spend. And I looked around and I wasn't spending them on women businesses. And I wasn't walking the walk. It, I was talking the talk. I was on, I, I led a lot of diversity and inclusion initiatives, mentorship programs, but my dollars weren't being spent on women. Uh, that was a harsh reality for me. And that's when I decided I'm going to make a change and I'm going to tell people about it. And I told one person and then they told another person and the, their eyes lit up when I talked about spending your non-discretionary dollars in addition to your discretionary dollars. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's a way to propel women into long-term sustainable businesses when when they can you know, overcome economic uh, recessions and and make it through and and it's really really important for there to be more women businesses who, who can make it well love the love the uh, love the passion and I'm sure the passion was oozing out as you told your network as you talked about this because I mean it sounds like you you're you know you're getting acceleration you're looking to grow and scale uh, so what are I mean you mentioned you have big goals what, what are you, some of your big goals this year or even next five years and what you're hoping for yeah we we have we have big ones one uh, you know we are at over 600 women businesses on the directory and our goal is to have you know, several thousand by the end of the year, which is a drop in the bucket when you compare it to the over 12 million women businesses across North America. And, and, and we're global, so that's even bigger on a global scale. And 
And we want to educate, as I said, thousands and thousands of, of women and help connect them to one another so that they're their own support system. And we do it digitally. That's a little bit of a different um, a different bent. There's a lot of people doing what we do. Mm-hmm. We're pretty much exclusively digital. We do have the in-person events, but those are live streamed. And, and we have people who come and watch them from all over the world, not only on the day of, but on, um, on an ongoing basis. And, and we want accessibility for women who, who may not necessarily be able to come downtown for an event. Um, and, or they have child care or family care considerations, transportation issues. They're in remote areas. They're tired. It's been a long day. And we want them to still feel like they're part of the community. And so that is our long-term goal is to continue to build that opportunity where you feel like you're part of a community and a network during events, even when you're not present. Yeah. And could be it could be challenging, but it sounds like uh, you may have the uh, the magic recipe now for that. We're working on it. We're yeah. working on it. So I, I encourage you know everyone, women and men, are all welcome to come to our events and join the live stream and chat with chat with the folks in in the live stream chat room. You'll I, I learn so much from my online uh, women business owners who give me tips every single day. Um, one of the fun ones that I like to tell this is part of our, our community. We have a, a private Facebook group for our members to share mm-hmm. tips and strategies. And I, I had to get a 1-800 number <laughs> to mm-hmm. comply with um, the California anti-spam laws. Yeah. <laughs> which is like one of those things where you just want to hide under a desk. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And I was going out there and I'm thinking, I'm never going to use this number. Maybe someone will call it. Um, It'll be in our privacy policy, but it's 20 bucks a month. Yeah. Which, you know, 20 plus 20 plus 20 is just, it seemed really expensive. So I went on, asked the group and someone came back with um, an option that's $5. Yeah. but those are the kinds of things out there that you know you feel like you have a network and you didn't have to go somewhere to ask. You, you just pop a question in while you're. You know. And you trust them. It's that trust. Yeah. It, uh, that that is another part of it. It is. There's a lot of this that's built on trust. There's a lot of people out there who say they support women, um, and and really they're just trying to grow their business model and expand it to have more women. Mm. Mm-hmm. and and we're very specific about um not it, but about being transparent it's yeah. okay to have that as your goal um but be transparent about it because if you just say you know we've unlocked a million dollars for women this year and it's like well what does that mean yeah <laughs> it's just saying they're just saying it right 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 <laughs> <laughs> we really ask people if if somebody comes to us we, we work with a lot of partners and, and sponsors and, and they come to us and and i say okay here's our here's our model for working with partners and sponsors um you support fembot as a sponsor 
and you have an opportunity to make an, a special offer to our members, but that offer has to be a Fembot exclusive. It can't, it can't be your, your regular pricing model. You have to be giving an extra benefit to the Fembot family in order to, to make that offering. So that then we've just made, um, just made tools and resources more accessible. And it's a win-win for everybody. No, I love that. I love that. Um, I mean, I'm really proud of you and the work you're doing, and I'm sure it will be, it's going to grow. And what we could do in the show is obviously we're going to, whatever resources you share with us, Sophia, we'll put in the, in the show notes as well. I, I just wanted to just change gears as well. Um, because I find it interesting in the sense that, you know, you're growing this community, this global ecosystem. But when I looked at your career, I mean, it, it's just an interesting path that you've taken, right? Uh, I mean, you started out. Yeah, it's not the regular path that most people take, right? Being a lawyer, working in finance, and now being an entrepreneur, which is which is a whole new game, right? Like you've, yeah. you've done, a, you're almost in a new career now. And leading global initiatives now, right? So I'm I'm really curious to know if you or even if you could share some of the challenges that you've personally had to do leaving corporate and and becoming this entrepreneur in this startup world. Yeah. I it, and there's a lot of them, right? I, I was a corporate lifer. I thought this is my life forever. I liked it. I liked what I was doing. I liked what I was learning. I was moving around yeah. um, in, into different opportunities and experiences. I built my brand and my identity around being at a global financial institution, being a lawyer, mm-hmm. being a chief compliance officer. Um, and so one day I woke up and I don't, know, I don't know why or how, but I realized I had to do more. The calling. It was a calling. Yeah. It pulled me because I was pretty pretty satisfied in my. Someone called you for greater. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. (laughs) I do believe in in some of that, and and it was a uh, it was an existential crisis for me a little bit when I left. Sleepless nights, I assume. Yeah. I just, you know, I identified myself and my brand with being a lawyer, with being in, in a financial institution. And and so what I had to do was I had to take and leverage what I had done in the past and bring it as a benefit to my new path. And, and, and what you'll see if you attend our events is that our industry experts are often uh, legal and regulatory folks mm-hmm. who come in and talk about the rules because it, it, the worst thing that can happen is you build this entire program, an amazing business, and you didn't follow the rules. And now you have to start again. Yeah. <laughs> that just breaks my heart. Oh my gosh, that's that's scary, and that's coming from a a, a lawyer. <laughs> exactly. exactly. Some industries aren't heavily regulated, but you think about the funding industry, and there's women going out and getting funding. And mm-hmm. You hear about the friends and family rounds, and and so people think that's a that's a real round of funding, and it is. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but you can't just take a check from anybody. There are security rules around it. And I can't tell you how many times I've had a conversation with people and said, well, is your, is your check from an accredited investor? Are you able to actually take that check from them? Um, have you you followed securities rules and, and they, and they look at me and, and I realize I have to put this information out there. And, and so we did a whole session um, event networking and panel presentation on angel investing where we broke down the rules of what you can and cannot do. And then we have that video and we make it accessible to people. Oh, nice. That's yeah. cool. Yeah, it, it, it is. It's, it, I mean, it, 10 bucks and we do that for administrative reasons. We want people to be invested in their, their advancement. Yeah. Their personal development. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. But we make it very affordable and it is really a great lesson in some of the things and, and the women founders on there who talk about why they turn down checks and when they turn down checks, and when they went back out for money, and a lot of it was around the regulatory and legal. Mm. legal so I get I get to bring my world together. <laughs> oh my god, you're living the dream. You're living the dream, Sophia. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> I love for that. For all the sponsors out there to live this dream, we need your help. Come support women. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. I am happy to announce that this episode is brought to you by Workplay Digital, a new business partner that I am excited to be working with to help grow and scale the business leadership platform and ecosystem. It is a female-led Canadian business run by sister duo Ambreen and Aliyah Sharif. I personally love working with them because they really take the time to understand my business and not only believe in my goals but also adapt them as their own They are helping me with social media, digital advertising, communications, email marketing, graphic design, content development, and SEO. Please visit Workplay Digital's website at www.workplaydigital.com or email Ambreen directly at ambreen at workplaydigital.com. I mean, I I think it's important and I always try to make it a point. and it's, and it's just not talk is also to put the voices and this is a lot of my passion is to put the voices of these strong women leaders out there right yeah. and it's it's a little selfish too because i have a young daughter right so i mean <laughs> i yeah. want her to see yeah. that anything is possible right so um thank you I for helping talking to, to young girls and telling them anything is possible and telling them about the women i've met who are who run construction companies and uh, auto parts manufacturing companies and things that are non-traditional, typically percentage, if you look at the percentages, it's low percentage. And so I tell them that and they get really excited. And a fun thing that one of the young girls said to me was, yeah, and you don't see very many men as teachers. (laughs) <laughs> oh my gosh and and early childhood education i've been talking about this a lot with my friends now it's like you don't have these men um and i think it's a western society thing these early ec early childhood educators within 
um, daycare. My daughter's in daycare or even, even yeah. in the younger, uh, younger school ages. So that's actually another gender thing, which I, I'm not calling myself to it, but I mean, I could support that for sure. <laughs> it's so interesting. We spend a lot of time on inclusion and it's including men in our journey. Mm-hmm. It's very, very important for us to, to call that out. Our chief strategy officer was recently on a podcast talking about allies for women and women entrepreneurs, mm. and he's a, a man. And and we always tell people our events are co-ed. Please come and and learn because it's great learnings. It's just we do have a focus and a, and the benefit for women. That's right. Well. Yeah. yeah. No, I love that. Um, Sophia, I, I mean, you've come from corporate, you're leading, uh, you're an entrepreneur and you're leading global. And, you know, I hear always stories about how tough it is to be a leader, to separate your, you know, create these boundaries, these lines around friends and, and also being that leader or that manager. So I'm, I'm wondering if you could share some tips um, or insights from your experiences or your past, how, how you how you know how you let your team fail or fall yeah. down and, and let them become stronger that that's that is a an interesting balance the creating the right boundaries and ensuring that your your team and and the people who you want to help advance their careers um, allow them to understand failure because it it really does make them stronger. Um, and one of the things that that is really important is to give them opportunities to shine. And in those opportunities that you give them, sometimes they will not do a good job and that's okay. And, and that makes them stronger and the next time they'll do better. And if you're supportive and, and, you, and you talk to them, you coach them, and you also lead by example um, in front of others. The your your team, uh, the person on your team, will get cre- instant credibility, even if their answers or their presentation isn't perfect or isn't exactly where it needs to be. Um, and that support will, and them shining will make you shine. Yeah, no, 100%. I believe in that. And, and allowing them and giving them that space, I guess. Um, for yourself, and as you go into this new, I guess, career per se, um, what do you do now, Sophia, that ensures that, that you're adjusting, A, to your new world of entrepreneurship and how you continually to grow as, as an effective leader? Yeah. That's it. You know, I, I spent a lot of time thinking about how to, how to grow. I spent a lot of time learning the things that the people on my team do so that I know how to do them. Not everything. I'm not going to code. I, I, I can do a couple mm-hmm. of basic things thanks to YouTube. But, <laughs> <laughs> but honestly, and become a podcaster, by the way, YouTube. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> It's brilliant. Those are the ways we learn and you you take a liking to it. I I can't do everything. And so, of course, I need a team, but I need to appreciate and understand what they're going through. So as a leader, I do try to figure out what what some of the hiccups are. And sometimes someone on my team will tell me it's impossible to do something. And I go in and 
I try to do it. And if it's impossible, then it's impossible. But, you know, I might find a, a creative way to, to help them bridge the gap. I can't actually implement it because that's their skill set. But it really does um, teach me more about what they do and also um, allows for that good discourse in, in problem solving. Uh, but one of the things that I'm continuously mm-hmm. practicing is um, is speaking. Oh, okay. Public, <laughs> yeah, no. <it's> funny <laughs> here I am, um, but I stayed away from it. I was terrified of it. I wouldn't. I wouldn't speak publicly. I wouldn't really speak privately a whole heck of a lot. Um, I got. I used to get laryngitis um, because I, I was a voice voice major and I'd have to get up on stage I'd get laryngitis my time slot would pass and then I my voice would come back and so obviously a lot of psychological (laughs) oh my gosh it shut it down it shut down as you were coming as as you had to do it right exactly exactly so when I moved into leadership the very first thing I asked my manager was for a coach um, to help me speak publicly and to have the the tools that I could use to practice speaking so that I could speak with confidence. Mm-hmm. And and then I tested myself continuously. I pushed myself to sign up and speak on stage and volunteer for any opportunity that I could to get out in front of people. And that that is something that I continuously practice today. No, that, that that's that's great tips, great insights for, I guess, pushing into the uncomfortable, be, being uncomfortable, right? Yeah, and doing, exactly. Yeah. Being I mean, comfortable, being uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I think I heard that. I, I just that's the second time today I heard that, but it's so true, right? Oh um, wow! <laughs> and and really putting yourself out there. Um, Sophia, can you name or maybe share with us someone um, who had a tremendous impact on you? Could be a manager, a mentor, could be even someone in your your fembot group. Um, yeah, that, that, that's you know, really inspiring you to be a better leader. It, that that is um, that's so true. All the women I meet every day inspire me. Um, it, but the one person that stands out with them, my manager, who brought me to Canada. So I was in the I was in the U.S. practicing law, and she took a chance on me, and brought me up to Canada, and and knew that I had the translatable skills to do it, and and her confidence in me was really empowering, and and she's where I learned how to show showcase and help my team shine. Every chance she got, she would. Um, intro- make me make introductions, give me an opportunity to speak, give me an opportunity to take the harder projects that if I succeeded at them, um, I, I would be recognized for it. And those opportunities are hard to come by. Um, so she really had one of the biggest impacts on me personally and on my career. Oh, that's cool. Thanks. Thanks for sharing that. I really appreciate that. Um, I like to build a big, uh, database or I'm putting together what everyone's always reading or what they're doing when it comes to retooling or learning um, and self-learning because a lot of us either read or listen to podcasts. I'm wondering what are you currently reading or doing um, 
that helps you continually grow? I'll, I, I have to say, this, this is my nerdy lawyer coming out. Um, I don't read a lot of, of pleasure. Uh, of pleasure. <laughs> uh, and so I'm always trying to grow and learn. And right now I'm reading Venture Deals, which <laughs> if you are an entrepreneur and you want to get funding, Venture Deals is, is really the, the way to do it. <laughs> so so do you have a pile of venture deals on your table right now and you kind of just like yeah I'm going to read this I have some spare time I'm going to read some of these so it's the it's actually a book by Brad Feldman and oh gosh I'm forgetting the the other person he did startup community I think he wrote startup communities Brad Feldman I think too I, I, yeah. I think you're I think you're right and yeah. and they are one of the Colorado uh, law professors uh, said it was a graduate course in an easy to read book, and and it is easy reading uh, until you get to the financials, unless you're a CFO type. Yeah, um, but it it really is the ins and outs of of getting funding and getting it the right way, and uh, and and we I always recommend the book to people, and I always um, I always have a copy with me. Oh, cool! <laughs> so, anyone who's listening, make sure you ask Sophia for a for a book. Yeah, yeah, come to, come to one of our events. It's often one of our giveaways. <laughs> nice, I love that. I'm coming. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. Uh, I, I, so, there's so many things going on. I always find it fascinating for a lot of my guests who are who I get to speak to, get the opportunity to speak with, um, and learn about what they're doing but uh, there's always other things happening so is there anything that else that you're super excited about losing sleep that 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 maybe maybe you'd like to share with us today yeah absolutely so i'm always losing sleep uh, we're mm-hmm. doing something new for the first time this year and i've never done it we are doing a gala and so it's a 500 person gala and wow yeah <laughs> It's not small. <laughs> it's not small. It's not small. And anyone who does events knows that uh, getting getting people to, to go, you have to make it a really, really fun and exciting event. But it's beneficial. There's so many things that are out there. And there's lots of galas. This one is the Empowered Purse Gala. So <laughs> you can, from the name, it's one of our taglines uh, for FemBot is Empowering the Purse. Mm-hmm. And so imagine 500 people, a DJ, a woman DJ, mm-hmm. uh, one of our members, awards, balloons, selfie stations, the works. And, and each time you get your photo snapped, it's one of our directory members. So you're supporting a woman. Each time you're t- sipping uh, you know, a signature cocktail, it's a, a distillery that's woman-owned. These, these are why you would come to the Empowered Purse Gala in addition to all of the other benefits. So that's what's oh. keeping me up at night right now. That's super cool. Do you have a date, a site, or is it something that maybe we could share on um, the episode, um, the show notes when, it, when, it, when, it's, uh, when it's announced? Yeah, yeah. So we are working on the date. It will be in September in mm-hmm. Toronto. And uh, we're, we're going to 
release a few of the details coming up in the next couple of weeks. So we would love to love to get the word out there. But um, and and we'd love to know if folks like balloon drops because we're thinking about doing a balloon drop. <laughs> Ooh, I like balloon drops. <laughs> <laughs> so September Toronto. Uh, Gala, cool. gala time. Gala time. And be sure, um, I'm sure I'm sure you'll send it or someone on your team will, will let us know because we'll definitely update the show notes for those who are listening when it's it, when it's already announced. It, it will be there in the show notes as well. Um fun question, Sophia. If I were to ask any of your team members, this could be past, present, colleagues, managers, you know, what's the best leadership quality that you have? Um, what do you think they would say? I think uh, I think it would be inspiring them to be mm-hmm. a better version of themselves, helping them be a better version of themselves. That's I'm a lot neat. of inspo. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's great. Um, I mean, I'm having a great time just learning about you and 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 sort of really inspired for sort of the the ecosystem, the platform you're gr- you're growing, and you know, providing that empowerment right for everyone. Um, so I'd like to get some of your final thoughts, observations. Ideally, what what we like to share is actionable recommendations for those who are listening today. Yeah, this, this is one of my favorite questions. And, and I just say, just do it. Don't be afraid to fail. Don't wait for perfect. Do it, try it, go for it. That's, that's, my, that's my tagline. That's your mic drop. I love it. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for sharing that. Um, Sophia, to close, for those listening, where could we find more information about you, FemBot, or anything else you'd like to share with us today? Absolutely. So uh, I would say you can find us at fembot.com. That's F-E-M-M-E-B-O-U-G-H-T. I bought from a woman. Uh, we're on Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter. And, and that's our handle as well. And, and if I can just do a couple of calls to action for you. Mm-hmm. Um, if, you're, if you hire people, vendors, service providers, go to fembot.com and check out the directory and hire someone from there. And if you're a woman-owned business, join the directory so we can get, get you hired. So that, those, are our, those are our two calls to action. Sophia, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you for joining us on the Business Leadership Podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm I am absolutely thrilled and I can't I can't wait for it to, to go live. That's it, Biz Leaders. Thank you for joining me in another episode of the Business Leadership Podcast. This was episode 148 with Sophia Rafolo. If you want to learn more about Sophia, Fembot, or anything else that we discuss, please go to thebusinessleadership.com slash 148. Please join me in my private Facebook group where I will discuss this episode, answer your questions, and connect you with other like-minded business leaders. Simply search for the Business Leadership Group directly in the Facebook. Thanks again to the episode sponsor, Workplay Digital, a female-led Canadian business, a small but mighty team of leading digital marketing practitioners who believe in their clients and work as their partners to help achieve their goals. Go to WorkplayDigital.com to learn more. If you haven't done so yet, please subscribe, rate, and leave a comment on your favorite podcast player. Thanks again. Be your best. Thank you for listening to the Business Leadership Podcast at TheBusinessLeadership.com. Help me.